You are listening to Indie Radio, where we do content the indie way.
welcome to the Infectious Geek. I am so stoked because this is the season premiere. Uh, I think it's the fifth season now, but this is the 17th episode, and we are going to be talking about the origin of horror movies. So we're going to be talking about the classics. We're going to be talking about Nosferatu and the Night of Living Dead and Frankenstein, and we're going to then go into some more obscure movies from the 50s and 60s that you might not have heard about. So joining me today is my one of my best friends in the whole world and horror movie guru, Kirk Smith. Hi, Kirk. Hey, Dory. How are you doing tonight? Good. 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 Yeah. Are you excited? Yeah. Look, yeah. A little bit, I guess. Uh, yeah. You look excited. <laughs> also joining me is my... One of, one of, another one of my closest friends and colleague is Kente Ferguson. How are you tonight, Kente? I'm doing good, and I'm looking forward to this new season of The Infectious Geek. Yeah, me too. I'm so I'm so excited. So, all right, let's get into it. So, everybody thinks that they know like what horror movies are all about. So, let's take a look at well let's not take a look let's talk about when you think of horror movies what do you think of kurt go ahead tell me what you think of when the first thing that pops into your head when you think of the the, the phrase horror movie um well i grew up i actually started watching horror movies when i was uh six years old um there was a program i grew up in the chicago area and there was a program called uh creature features and they okay. would show um the old universal horror movies and whenever somebody says horror movies that's kind of what i go to to begin with so um it, it kind of starts uh there with me so okay so what were you watching when you were six were you watching like well, Frankenstein or yeah. the, the Thing or Swamp yeah. Man. All that, yeah. They they uh they showed double features actually. They were um they would pair you know Dracula with the Wolfman and um, uh, Son of Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein stuff like that. They would yeah. It started at ten thirty and be over with by one thirty or whatever. But yeah, that's that's how I was introduced to all that so okay what about you can say when you think of the word horror movie what comes to mind well you know i grew up uh in the 80s and the 90s so you know with halloween nightmare on elm street all the slasher films you know we went to go to the movies every year and uh got those films and as i got older i was able to appreciate the older films uh, a lot more going back to the nosferatu era um, but of course, there's great movies like The Shining, Rosemary's Baby, uh, The Hills Have Eyes, yeah. um, the, ori the original version. And um, there's a lot of great horror masters that hopefully we get to talk about. Yeah. But, um, and one of my favorite uh, horror films that we've actually done a podcast on is uh, Halloween. I think it's one of the great uh, underrated horror films of all time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So whenever we were talking about, uh, we did a show like 
how not to get killed in horror movies and that was a really fun one but like so i want to talk about like where people uh where people go when they think of horror movies so of course the slasher films like freddie and jason and michael myers like they're they're very on point and then we also have like nosferatu which was like the beginning of the vampires you know he was uh he was just an amazing actor and very underrated like he's gaining popularity now but like i think that like most horror movies have a premise and that's like some sort of villain right and we can also identify with villains so like if you could pick your favorite horror movie person, who would it be? Oh, favorite. Well, your favorite creature, monster? Or favorite yeah, creature or? monster or villain or like killer. Who would, who would you pick, Kurt? Oh, ugh. um, wow. Um, well, this is going to be one of the, um, obscure movies we're going to talk about later on but um it's, it's a movie called night of the hunter okay and uh, yeah and it's um character played by um uh robert mitchum he uh plays a preacher and um yeah it's, it's real creepy it's um because it's more it's more um rooted in reality actually that's what that's what makes it a little more scarier, right? And, okay. That's so awesome. yeah, that, that that's yeah, that would be. It's also my favorite movie, so of all times. What about you, Kinte? Who would you say your favorite horror movie creature slash villain is? Um. Well, I mean, I don't want to sound. Uh, I mean, I kind of just said it already, but uh, right. I feel like I feel like Michael Myers is the people's champ. Okay. <laughs> so, so uh, I've always been a, a fan of Michael Myers. Um, you know, I mean, he's one of the only slashers, besides, I guess, Jeepers Creepers, that drives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that. Yes. You know, how cool is he? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think Jeepers Creeper, he drives too, and he flies. Yeah. Which yeah. doesn't make sense because it's like if you can fly, why even drive? But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love. I always loved Michael Myers. I just think he's a fascinating character, and of, of course, a lot of those sequels were pretty bad. But the original is pretty awesome. Right, right. Um, so I think my my favorite. Hmm, this is a hard question, but I'm pretty sure that my favorite is either either Michael Myers, because I love all the Halloween movies, or Captain Spaulding from The Devil's Rejects, because he was, oh, to me, like the epitome of an evil guy, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. We'll get into that in a little while, but like, alright, so so, alright, so let's see. We're going to talk about 50s and 60s horror movies. So, I did an interview with the original Night of the Living Dead's sheriff, the guy that played the sheriff in the original movie. And uh, it was really awesome because I thought we were going to talk about the movie and how he was with George Romero, which we all know is the godfather of zombies. And 
I thought that like it was. Is this, be- is, this, is, is this a guy who um, led the posse? Yes. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yes. So uh, I talked to him. His name is George Wallace. He's now passed away, but um, he and I started talking about how him and George Romero formed a film company in the '60s and how they did all these obscure movies. And then they decided to do Night of the Living Dead. And he told me, and you told me too, Kurt, that the original plot was supposed to be aliens, not zombies. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that was really cool. And then he told me that they built their the house that the that Barbara was in and all that stuff. So like they built that and they made the set themselves. Well, actually, what well, actually what they, they found that firm house. Oh, they did. I thought he yeah. said that they built it. No, they they found it. It was abandoned, and they were oh, they, they rebuilt and, it. Uh, okay. And they um were allowed to do whatever they want to in the in the house. So. I, yeah, yeah, I I just found that out actually. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you talked to the guy who wrote the movie. You John went Rachel, to, yeah, know. yeah. So you went and you went to Monster Mash, which was in Pittsburgh, like last year, right? And like, you got to talk to him for a little bit. I mean, I guess he was a little, he was a little, uh, yeah, he standoffish, but yeah, he looked like he didn't want to be there. So I, yeah. Yeah, but um, at least you got to talk to him. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, that was that, that was pretty cool. Now let's talk about George Romero for a minute because let's face it he he inspired all of the zombie movies that yeah. we have now. So, like The Walking Dead. World War Z, all these movies were inspired by him and his creation of the zombies in Night of the Living Dead. I think that's really interesting. I know you have a lot to say about this, Kirk, because you know a lot about the movie, but like, um, this was uh, pushing the boundaries of what movies were supposed to be at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, well, it actually pushed a lot of boundaries. One of them, um, unknowingly, um, because it, it it the main character was a was a black actor, and they everybody um, actually kind of praised George Romero for doing that. But he always said that 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 guy was just the the best actor for the job. Right, right. It it, it wasn't a matter of uh, race or anything, and it was just he was just the best actor for the job, and. And um, and I, I I mentioned I recently watched it. I watched it with the um, commentary, and the commentary was with um, the actors. Oh, cool, cool, cool! Yeah, the, the surviving actors. It was um, uh, Barbara, um, the guy who played her brother. Um, I can't remember um, the one guy who got who got burned in the truck. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Him and his girlfriend, yeah, they they were a part of it too. So, but yeah, they they all mentioned that guy how how good he was, and yeah. So that was, was that, that was one of the boundaries, yeah, that they that they pushed, yeah. And the fact that they created an entire living dead genre, like zombies, didn't exist until this movie came about. Right? Am I am I wrong? No, no, they, they existed. It just 
it popularized. Yeah, there, there were zombie movies like far back as the 30s, like uh, White Zombie was uh, oh, okay. That I think that was one of the first ones. And there was one in the 40s called I Walk with a Zombie, which is which is actually pretty good. And um, no, but this one, the uh, Romero one created the myth, I think, that everybody goes with today. Like, shoot him in the head. Right. You know, that's that's what kills him. Um, but um, yeah. Okay. All right. So Nosferatu. Let's talk about what boundaries Bela Lugosi pushed because he was such a creative guy. Like he really got it. He was probably one of the first method actors, wasn't he? Like he yeah. got into his roles like very, yeah. very well. And I think that he epitomized what a vampire should have been because. Yeah. Well, I think I, I have a, I kind of have a problem with um, vampire movies because. Right. But because a lot of them, the, the vampire is always good looking, always, you know, always like, like with the, uh, the, I really had a problem with the, the, the series true blood. <laughs> I like True Blood, but okay. My parts of it were good, but that, <laughs> they, were, they were all good looking. I mean, they were all, and I, I think why I like Nosferatu so much is like because I think that's what a vampire should be, right? Because it, because once once a person becomes a vampire, he stops being a human being. Basically, he just you just right. basically wait, uh, wait a minute. You don't think he's hot? <laughs> oh, come on. That's sexiness right there. <laughs> people out there who think he is, but like, if I go into a bar and I see him in there, I'm just walking out because I got no chance yeah. that night. <laughs> and they don't sparkle. Vampires do not sparkle. I, I hate know, that. I know. You know. Well, yeah. Let's just not talk about that one. I think what happened was is Anne Rice came into the picture and definitely like she romanticized the the, the vampires. She yeah. made them sexy yeah. and she gave them these rules that weren't really what I guess the cre let's talk about original vampire movies, right? So like let's talk about um let's talk about like uh, where the there's there's Nosferatu, but there's other ones. What are the other ones, Kurt? Uh, well, there's uh, obviously Dracula. Right. There was there was also another one made that was called um, Vampire, V A M P Y R. Um, that was made around the same time as Dracula, and that's that's really kind of uh, kind of creepy. It gets kind of yeah, definitely yep. That um, yeah, get a chance to watch that. That that's yeah, that's very creepy. Um, they don't really say that the person's a vampire in it, but it you could it, it's obvious they are. So it, it's but it's and it's um basically it's basically a silent movie, but it was made in um made in the thirties. No, let me ask you a question. Did that move? Okay, there was one that was. I think it was like made maybe Holland. 
but it was about like a teenage vampire and it was it was like it's pretty recent it's not older like it's like within the last 15 years and like it was really dark and like really pushing the boundaries of like what was appropriate like i can't remember the name of it yeah i i think i know what you're talking about i can't remember the name of it either to be honest with you okay there. all right so let's see we got vampires we got zombies what about frankenstein now mary shelley's frankenstein is what Frankenstein's supposed to be, and then it shot off into all sorts of different movies. We got yeah, Bride of Frankenstein, yeah. the Son of Frankenstein, Frankenstein's yeah. baby, blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Hammer did that. Hammer had about I don't know ten or twelve Frankenstein movies. I lost count, but yeah. But um, and in those movies, the actual monster was the um, creator. They they kind of shifted, they kind of reversed it, and made the um, made the creator the monster basically. Right, right, and, right, right. And, um, but um, as far as the ones in the in the thirties, um, but everybody says their favorite one is Bride of Frankenstein. Um, but actually, my favorite is Son of Frankenstein because. It it has so much going for it. It's got you got Bell Lugosi as as Igor, and he he basically steals a movie um, from everybody. Um, but it's it's just a lot of fun, and and there and there's a reason why um, Mel Brooks, you have the young Frankenstein, right? They, they borrowed a lot from Son of Frankenstein. So oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Kinte, what do you think about Frankenstein? Honestly, I I never was a huge Frankenstein fan, uh, just because uh, I don't know. Like I got the whole point of it and everything, but um, it, I don't know. It was just he was a little too creepy for me. <laughs> <laughs> Frankenstein, the whole concept of you know using body parts to bring somebody to create a human i mean i i get you know it's a deep conversation but uh yeah i but then there was this movie y'all gonna make fun of me there was this movie where it had all the monsters in it but it's like a kid's movie uh, uh, monster yeah. squad monster yeah. squad yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, that's actually a cool movie that's actually a, a really good movie I was thinking uh, of i was thinking of uh hotel transylvania but that wasn't right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's another one. And transit, what is it, Transylvania six five thousand or something like that? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Goldblum, man. Yeah. So, all right. So we got. I actually, I actually like this movie right here, Monster Squad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't make fun of me, y'all. No, it is a, good, it's a very good. Movie. <laughs> we already made fun of you a long time ago, Kinte. It's okay. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So we got Frankenstein. We got zombies. We got vampires. Werewolves. Now I know you love the werewolf movies, Kurt. You talk yeah. about them, and you show lots of pictures on Instagram about yeah. Werewolf Man and all that stuff, and Wolf Man, and so I think the origin of werewolves is really interesting. I think that like 
where they came from and how they create their turn yeah. into that's really cool to me. Like ooh, yeah, there's, one, there's one movie that did that actually that 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 talked about um um a werewolf from birth up to adulthood and that's uh Curse of the Werewolf. Oh okay. I didn't yeah, know that, that. was uh, nineteen sixty three or whatever. But yeah yeah it, he was uh, the thing is he was he was born on um I think the, the myth is if you're born on uh, Christmas Day. Okay. Wolf. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, all right. Uh, I see Elijah in the chat. Hi, Elijah. <laughs> Hi, buddy. All right. So, um, we uh. We're covering some ground. I want to talk about some obscure movies now. Like, we talked about the classics. Let's talk about, like, movies that people probably didn't hear about and where their creepiness probably inspired future directors to make what we have today. So, what do you think would be a groundbreaking movie in the 50s that would, or the 30s or 40s, whatever? Like, what do you think would uh would be the one that you would talk about? Well, um, one, it, you know, Kinte brought up that uh, his favorite was Halloween, right? And I think I think the the one uh, the precursor to Halloween was a, a movie called um, Eyes Without a Face. Okay. And, uh, yeah, the, it, it's about this guy, um, this plastic surgeon whose daughter is. Um, disfigured in an accident and he tries to um, find basically trying to find a face for her and, and, and none of none of the um, none of the transplants take oh no but, yeah but what's, what's creepy about the movie is the mask that she wears and it, 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 it's a lot like it's, it's a lot like Michael Meyer and uh in Halloween, and uh, because it's it it it's it, I, I don't know it it, it it's very creepy. It's just and, and they actually show one of the groundbreaking things is um is the um violence or not violence but the amount of gore in the movie. This is this was made in 1960. They actually show the the face transplant. They actually show a face being peeled. Off of another hat. Yeah. Hello. Okay, I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so, all right. So on that front, that's cool. I really think that like Albert Hitchcock kind of set the stage for yeah, movies too. Yeah, yeah. They both came out at the same year, so. Okay. You know. All right. But, I mean, so, obviously, his, his was known more than this other one, but right. I mean, Psycho is just classic. I mean, it's just one of those movies that everybody knows and everybody got freaked out about. Like the shower scene is the most perfect scene, really. Like it really is so great. Like I love how he makes it scary without blood and guts. 
he makes it psychologically scary. Like, I think that's great. I think it's awesome. Um, the birds freaked me out. So now every time I see a flock of birds, I'm like, ah! <laughs> in my head, I'm like, they're going to eat us. <laughs> but yeah. Um, what, what is your favorite Al Albert Hitchcock movie, Kinte? Uh, my favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie is uh, Vertigo. Um, okay. It's not a it's not a horror film, um, but it's just a fantastic movie. You know yeah. that movie is so, it, it is so beautiful to look at. the The performances is great. It's so haunting, you know. And uh, I mean, yeah, he, there, there, there's an unbelievable dream sequence in that movie too. He yeah. had. James Stewart has a dream in that movie, and it's just, it's it's unbelievable. You yeah, know, it, 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 the whole movie is just yeah, it's, it's very cool. I yeah. never, I need to see that. I never even. Oh heard my god! Of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, Vertigo. Yeah, that's like, I mean, most a lot of people, you know, think of it as his best film, and I agree with those oh, okay. people who say that. Um, also, uh, North by Northwest is amazing. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, you know, Rope. I mean, he's so many strangers on the train, you know, um, just, uh, uh, you know, he's just had so many just terrific films. And then, you know, then his, the TV show was great. too. So. Bates Motel was amazing. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's probably one of my all time favorite series. Like, I, I don't know. I just really liked how. The relationship between the mother and the son, and I like how it was really, really well written. It was well directed, and it was well acted, in my opinion. Like, so like getting, you know, all the classic things that you think of in Psycho, and putting it into a a series that can last as long as it did, just it really pushed the boundaries on uh, psychological stuff. You know what I mean? Um, one movie that I really want to talk about is The Shining because The Shining was such a great book and I don't think the movie did it justice. Like I really think that it touched on all the stuff but it didn't really get into the deep core of who Johnny was. You know what I mean? Like how how deep he went into the rabbit hole. What do you guys think about that? Well, um, actually, <laughs> actually I never read the book but um. I yeah I I, I I I had a problem with the movie. I just I I don't know. It, it, I it it seemed like it seemed like a lot of set pieces, um, kind of tied into a movie. You know, there's the the, the elevator scene, the um, I don't know the the twins, the whatever whatever. It just everything was and uh, every, I I don't know. I just I, I was never involved in that movie for some reason. It, it never really scared me for some reason. I, I, I've read the book, uh, both books, uh, the sequel, Dr. Sleep as well. And, um, and I, my favorite filmmaker is in fact, uh, Stanley Kubrick. And I love The Shining. I think it's a fantastic film. Uh, I mean, I, I just love the film. I love the book. To me, the book and the film are just two different experiences. And um, so I don't, 
that's why I don't really, I'm not one of those people that I, I don't want the same thing from, you know, I, cause I could just read the book. So, but you know, I mean, is it flawed? Yeah. But I mean, a lot of great movies are, but um, I just think it's, it, it's beautiful to look at. It's, you know, the performances are amazing. And um, actually the sequel book, Dr. Sleep, which I read when it came out as well. I, I mean, I didn't read The Shining when it came out, but I, I read it a long time ago. Uh, is a fantastic book, and the um, the film is very good. Doctor Sleep came out maybe two years ago. I want to say two, two, maybe three years ago. And uh, Doctor Sleep is very, very good, very good film. Great concepts. Uh, I think he did a pretty awesome job of marrying the original film as well as the novels together. So, okay, yeah, I love Stanley Kubrick anyway. Like Clockwork Orange is so cool. Like it's not necessarily a horror film, but like all his films, like low key, it is though. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a horror movie. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. It's pretty frightening. It's pretty frightening. You know? Yeah, that's that. Uh, yeah, that that's a jarring movie. I mm. think that like. Uh, his direction is so dark. He's kind of like the predecessor to Tim Burton, in my opinion. Like, like in creepy, weird ways that he filmed things. I think that, like, I don't know. I'm probably a little bit wrong on that, but like, I don't know. He kind of he might he probably influenced Tim Burton a lot. I don't know. I just see a lot of similarities between the two movies. I know he he influenced a lot of people because he was amazing. And this is a great documentary about The Shining, about what the implications might be of what the film is really about. Uh, you know, I don't want to get into it because it's very conspiracy theory. Uh, it's, but um, I think it's um, I, th I think uh, it's fascinating, to say the least. But um, uh, if you don't mind, I, I want to throw in um, a couple of movies. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Okay, so a movie that I really like, and I, I, I'm not going to dig, I mean, I could go real deep and go, you know, to some older films, but I mean, I guess this is, this is an older film, but uh, Poltergeist. Um, I really love, first of all, it's directed by, uh, I believe you say his name, Toby Hooper, yeah. who, uh, who directed the original Chainsaw it's, Massacre, yeah, yeah. Which, which we, I mean, we can't skip that one, right? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I guess at some point we got to mention uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but uh, Poltergeist is just this really beautiful film, uh, and it's you know the act. I mean, it's great, and it's really good about making things scary that are common. Like, who who would have thought your television would become scary? You know what I mean? Or that tree yeah. outside of your outside of your house? You know, like the way that they made like common everyday things scary, and then you got the old preacher guy. And then, um, you know, and then the girl's stuck in the television and, you know, I mean, all these iconic moments. Yeah, yeah wasn't there, wasn't there, I, I, I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but wasn't there a scene with, um, involving two pieces of bread or whatever and, and, and maggots or something? That's, yeah. That would, yeah. That, that, that creeped me out. That, that's, yeah. That. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's really good. I mean, they, I don't know if you guys know this. There was a, a kind of a controversy about it because Steven Spielberg produced it, and it said that he kind of shadow directed it, 
uh, and it does it does feel like a Steven Spielberg film if you watch. It. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. Um, Toby Hooper. Yeah. yeah, because he did. Toby Hooper also did uh, Salem's Lot, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Stephen King. Yeah. You know, and and I I know we just mentioned Shining, but we probably need to mention um, we we need to mention um, Stephen King as uh, a big contributor to the horror genre. Oh God, yeah. Be believe it or not, for good or for better, you know, for better or for worse, with some of the films that came out of his uh, stuff. Oddly enough, me and some friends watched. I've seen it before, but we were watching again. A cat's eye, the cat's eye. With um, uh, James Woods is in it. Uh, Drew Barrymore, which is the. Have you ever seen that movie, uh, Tori? Where it's, it follows this cat, and, and uh, the cat gets in these different scenarios, but and it's like it's a way to tell three different stories, and uh, it's really. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I saw that a long time ago. Yeah. That one, yeah, we rewatched it last night. My friend had never heard of it, and then he was just cracking up at some of the stuff that's in that stupid movie. <laughs> And then um, also uh, there is a film called Maximum Overdrive, which is not, which is not uh, um, based on a novel. It's uh, it was I think it was the first film that Stephen King directed. Yeah, he, he wrote. Yeah, he wrote an uh, original screenplay, I think, for that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, the movie is very dated when you watch it now, and silly and 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 stupid, but it's so entertaining when you see. You know, a vending machine killing kids. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, they have, yeah, they have a semi truck in there. It, it um, the front of it's like the Green Goblin, right? From uh, Spider Man. Yeah, that, that's. True. <laughs> that's yeah, I, I I don't know if you could uh, tell, but I have it on the screen. So yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying my best to I'm trying my best to bring up. Uh, no, you're uh, doing yeah, you're very cool. Yeah. What about Carrie? Oh, Carrie, yes. Carrie oh, is good. Oh, man. You know, Carrie, I, I believe that was his first novel, right? Yeah, it was his first yeah. novel. Yep. And he threw it away when he was, I think, I, I want to say he was halfway done with it, and he threw it away, and then his wife was like, he, she pulled it out the trash heap and said, no, this is good. Like, continue with it. And it was a big smash. And it was directed by my second favorite director, uh, Brian De Palma. Who we can talk about his movies too, uh, and his uh, he's done a, quite a bit of horror films, but uh, Brian De Palma directed it, and uh, and um, John Travolta's in it as well. So, uh, but uh, a very creepy and strange film, uh, but uh, definitely a classic. Yeah, I think that uh, definitely like. When I think of being picked on in high school, like Carrie was always what I was like, yeah, I'm gonna catch, I'm gonna set the whole high school on fire. Like, that's kind of where I went to. Like, I love that movie. I want to go back to Texas Chainsaw Massacre only because that's my favorite movie. So both of them, the the original and the remake, because they both have really cool things dealing with it. And we talked about when we did our serial killer episode about how, like, Ed Gaines, who was a serial killer, he didn't actually kill anybody. But what he did was he dug up the body of his mother and cut her face off and 
did a bunch of stuff with like organs and ears and nipples of dead people that were in yeah, his house. Lampshades and yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. He inspired yeah. Buffalo Bill and all that other stuff, right? So like he also inspired Leatherface, you know, and like oh my god, like that movie just makes me super stoked. Like <laughs> And that's and that's another movie that doesn't doesn't show any blood. Right. It, right. It, it implies a hell of a lot, but it then never shows anything. The dinner you know, scene too. Oh my god! Sorry, go you, ahead. You know, I I like my chances with the guy with the chainsaw because if you've ever dealt with a chainsaw, it's probably not the best uh, weapon to have in a uh, in some sort of uh, you know combat. You know, <laughs> so so I like my chances against uh, someone with a chainsaw. Plus, you can hear them coming. So right. <laughs> the element of surprise is killed. Right. Right. <laughs> but no, but no, but it's a fantastic film. <clears throat> creepy as hell. And they just got my, yeah, my, my favorite creepy. scene is the, the dinner table. Yeah, scene. me too. That is oh. my all time favorite. I, I love I th- that. <laughs> I think that scene inspired House of a Thousand Corpses yeah. and Devil's Rejects. Like definitely Rob Zombie nailed it. Well, I, think, I think Rob Zombie said that. I think he I think he did say that um he wanted to get that feel. Especially with Devil's Rejects, yeah, and I, I think he did. The Hills Have Eyes also has that kind of element to it too. The original, yeah. right? We got to give a shout out to uh, Wes Craven. Who, oh, absolutely. Wes Craven was a genius and just a fantastic filmmaker, and you know, and and brought back horror films with uh, Scream, which people kind of forget. Like horror films were dead, and then Scream came out, and then it rejuvenized uh the horror film genre that was you know it was it was the dead genre at that point they had basically wore it out and then maybe that's something we we should discuss too is horror is one of those um genres that seem to have like a peak and then it kind of goes away and it comes back and goes away it comes back and goes away it's it's interesting because then after scream exhausted it then kind of uh, whether you like it or not, Saw kind of brought it back again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I liked Moore the too. first Saw movie. I loved yeah, it. So, I thought so it was great. I, but I, I think it, I think it wore out its welcome after the third movie. I I, I couldn't. Yeah, I, I I couldn't watch it past the third movie because you know I I get it now. You know, yeah. So I just. But yeah, right. I, I really liked the first movie. I, I I thought it was very well done. One and then, movie. And then, Go ahead. Uh-huh. No, I was gonna say, and, and uh, then paranormal stupidity uh, brought it back well, again. I mean, I'm sorry, activity. I love the first one, but the, what bothered me with the first one is that guy was so annoying, extremely annoying. <laughs> and, um, well, you know, you know what's funny about that's that. What kind of- As a filmmaker. An independent filmmaker. I'm like, I could have done that. Right. I could have made a movie for five dollars. <laughs> you know. Right. Well, that's, a, yeah. that's what people said about the Blair Witch Project too. That's <laughs> can, well, can I tell y'all a quick Blair Witch uh, story? Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so I would go to screenings a lot, right? I I um always had the hookup to go to movie screens. I live here in Los Angeles, and uh, what happened was, I want to say it was either six months to a year. I got this screening to go see this film called The Blair Witch Project. Now, mind you, 
there was this is way before the hype. Had no idea what the hell this was, right? So we go and watch this movie, and it was dead silence. Nobody in the theater reacted to almost anything. And when it was over, they actually had a talk with us to see what we could do to to make the movie better. And everybody had all these suggestions. And so when the movie came out, like people were kind of talking about it, the scuttlebutt. And I realized it was the same movie I saw like almost a year earlier. I was like, this is the movie that's taken everything by storm. This movie sucked. <laughs> and and uh and then I rewatched it to see maybe they changed some stuff. No, it was the same movie I saw. It was the same movie. Um, and um, you know, I mean, you got to give them cre- credit because you know they took that and made it into what it was. And you know, you got to give them a lot of credit for that. But uh, as far as a film, it's not a movie I watch over and over. And, no, uh, I, I think I've only seen it twice. I, I yeah, I yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, saw it. Something to go back to. Yeah. Now, One I, movie. Uh, the, re- the remake was not bad. It was okay. The remake. Or not the remake, the reboot or whatever. So one movie that I really like that kind of, I don't know, brushed under the tip. I thought it was great. was Hostel. Like, I just, I don't know why. Like, the, the, the premise of getting, like, your kidneys taken out of you and shit. Like, that kind of just creeps me out. Like, I... Not a lot of people liked Hostel, but I thought it was creepy. <laughs> okay, Hostel is another one. I went to go see it a little bit before it came out, so I had no idea what I was going to see. Unlike Blair Witch Project, everybody went freaking nuts. <laughs> because honestly, when I'm watching, I didn't know what it was because this is before the hype came out. So I'm like, these are just these guys backpacking, mm-hmm. you know, through Europe. I mean, you felt like something bad was going to happen, but you didn't know exactly. And then when it switches, you're like, oh, my God. And then, I mean, it, it's a great movie. Uh, didn't care much for the sequel, no, but, uh, but the first one was really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I also really, really like... Um... <laughs> it's a video game too, so we can get a little nerdy with it. But Silent Hill freaked me out, like freaked me out. Like I was like, "Oh my god!" Now every time I hear the sirens on a Slipknot song, I'm like, "Oh my god!" All the evil people are coming to get me. Like it was. <laughs> like I love, I-, I can watch that movie over and over again. Like I will never go to West Virginia now. Like there's a real town that that really that that whole like coal mine thing happened to, and this is like they based the whole video game and movie on that little town. That's scary as hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that, that, that's the same deal with The Exorcist. That that was. That was actually real. That happened in uh, 1959, and it was oh, a, okay. it was a little boy. It happened to rather than a girl. And um, the author of the book, The Exorcist, um, heard about the story when he was in college in Georgetown, and um, got the idea for the movie uh, for the book about that. So, but yeah, that um, that that's another movie that. That it, it's not what it's not what you see that that scared the crap out of me. It's what it's what you heard. The the sound in that film is unreal, 
it, 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 I think the sound editing and, and just the sound effects are amazing in that movie. I mean, it just, that, that's what scares me in, in that yeah. film. So, you know, I don't want to sound like a jerk. <laughs> but okay. I don't know. Are you guys, I know Tori's a parent. Are you a parent, Kirk? No, no. Okay. So, all right. So maybe you'll be like me. Um, I just put that kid up for adoption. <laughs> I'm like, you yeah, get out this house. You and Satan get the hell out of my house. Foster <laughs> care <laughs> for you. Especially when she threw her, threw her mother against the wall. So yeah, that that would be enough. Yeah, you're out. Right. You know, I'd be like, I'd be like, people be asking me, didn't you used to have a daughter? Yeah, well, she needs yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't we don't talk about that. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. Ah, oh, man, there's so many good movies out there. The Hills Have Eyes. Like we can talk about that for a second because The Hills Have Eyes is one of those movies that's like wrong turn, you know, like. Same kind of premise, like wrong turn kind of was like, oh, we have to talk about deliverance too. Like, oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Squirrel god, like Squirrel like a pig. Yes, that, 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 you got some pretty lips. <laughs> say that all the time. But that, you know, that and wrong turn, like, I thought wrong turn was a good movie. I did not like the sequels, but I thought wrong turn was a good movie. But I felt like it was more like, the the West Virginia version of the Hills Have Eyes, you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, like, I still haven't seen the Hills Have Eyes. The original. Yes. Oh I my god! I, I have to. I have to see it. I, I know I have to. Yes, it's one of it's one of George Romero's best films. Like in my opinion, like in scary you know, that's, matter. That's that Romero. That's um. West Craven. Oh, was. Was it a scream? Okay, my bad, my bad, my bad. Okay, but like the crazies is my personal George Romero favorite film, the original I, I, and the remake. I like uh, I like Monkey Shines. I don't think everybody, I don't think people have, have seen that movie. Do you ever ever seen that George Romero film, Monkey Shines? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. That that's that's Scary. a strange film. Um, yeah, that's where. A guy's a, he's a paraplegic or something, I believe. It's a while since I've seen it, and he can he can transfer his thoughts into a monkey into a monkey, and his monkey does does the bidding does his bidding. It's a really creepy film. It's it's, it's he he's he's done so many movies in different genres and stuff. It's a, there's one called Night Riders, which is. Oh, yeah. which is which is not, that. which is not a horror movie, but it's it's a really cool concept. It's about uh, King King Arthur basically on motorcycles. <laughs> it's it, it's uh, Ed Harris is in it. It's it's a really it, that's a really cool movie. Oh, you know, you've talked to me about this before. Yeah, yeah, we we, we reviewed it on uh, Cinema du Fromage. Oh my God! Yes, first, I love season. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tom Savini is also in that too. He's got a big, he's got a fairly big part in that movie. So that, that I think that's, that, I think that's my favorite, favorite George Romero movie. 
that can one. I say, can I bring up something uh, controversial or potentially uh, controversial? Um, this film is actually a an Oscar winner. And the reason why it's controversial because some people debate whether or not it's a horror film. Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love this film. Buffalo Bill, the fava beans, like it. Multiple migs. <laughs> yes. Like, so <laughs> you remember David I'm, today. I uh, dared him to do the Buffalo Bill dance. Oh, wow. And this man oh, did it. Spot on, yes. I couldn't believe it. Like, I had, I don't know, you never played it with me, but in my own walkie dead group, like, we'd play truth or dare. And, like, one of the stipulations of the game was if you got a dare, you had to video yourself mm -hmm. doing the dare mm -hmm. and then post it to the group. So, like, mm -hmm. he did that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, mm -hmm. he talked his junk and everything. Like, it was spot on. <laughs> it was. Wow. Yeah, put, <laughs> put the lotion in the bag. Yeah, put the uh, lotion on the skin. Yeah, or get the hose again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so many great. I'm having an old friend for dinner. I mean, it's so many great lines in that film. Uh oh, somebody's uh in a um submarine. Yeah, it was uh Kurt. Okay. Yeah, I I'm losing power actually on my phone. Okay. Uh. So um, do we want to uh, wrap it up or what? Yeah, we can wrap it up. Um, we can do a part two, I guess. Yes, we can do a part two. Yeah, well, let's do that because I, actually there's a couple more movies I want to talk about too. So, Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll do a part two. We'll, we'll do that next week and that way like we can continue on with the conversation because I think this is really fun. There's so many movies to talk about. Mm -hmm. Okay, but, cool. Anyway, so all right, so Kirk, how can people get you on social media in case they wanted to talk to you about horror movies? Uh just um like what's your Instagram name and what's your name on Facebook? Uh, my Instagram name is uh I think it's K I God, I don't I um I'll can, can I post it somewhere so people can see it? Because yes. I honestly God, I don't even <laughs> I don't even pay attention to that. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, on Facebook, I have three different accounts. Um, um, so, Kirk, Kirk David Smith, or Kirk Smith. Okay, and that's but, on Facebook, right? Yeah, that's well. Actually, yeah, you can find it. You can find it both on Instagram and and Facebook. So. And he posts the best movie posters ever. So if you want to follow him in on on Instagram, it's he it's awesome. I love all his shit. <laughs> all right, Kente, how can people find you on social media? Sure, you can get me at Kente F on uh, Twitter, Ken, at Kente Ferguson on Instagram. And of course, our website is indyradio.org. That's I-N-D-Y radio.org. All right, so you can find me on Facebook as Tori Rush, and you can find me on Instagram as Rush Tori at Rush Tori, and you can also find all of my episodes of the Infectious Geek on IndieRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y Radio.org. Thank you guys so much for joining me, and we're going to see you next week. All Bye. right, take care. Bye.
All right.